your host for this week. And with me are my colleagues, Dixie Cochran. Oh, I get a last name this time. You do. Also, I'm a colleague, not a co-host. I love it. Yeah. And, I get a like, uh, colleague better. And, and Matthew Dawkins. Hello, I'm still here too. <laughs> I got chastised last time for not using last names. You didn't get so. chastised. I thought it was cool you didn't use them. We actually talked about how nice it was. I was appalled and offended. It felt like a chastisement from Matthew. What? I mean, <laughs> most right. of what hey. Matthew says does. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't mind. Yes. Uh, I've never been more upset. Well, if that's the case, you've lived a charmed life, my friend. I, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I am basically the living embodiment of my character, Buck Buckley. <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened to him was somebody forgot to say Buckley. Yeah. Did I They're just... like, oh, it's Hal Buck. And you're Did like, you... God damn it. Did I just find out that Matthew's a certified himbo? <laughs> uh, I sadly I not. Sadly not. I, while I can ride a horse, I don't think I have the charm of a McConaughey or who was the other person we were thinking of? Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Or, or John Cena on horseback. We got John Cena now. Suddenly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm spreading it to, I guess, a cultural now. I don't know. I just can't see it. Oh no, that joke. That joke is no. Very I keep good. not getting it. And then like I like I've had Matthew and Eddie explain the joke to me more than once, and every time I'm like, okay, that's a joke that happened that I was not participating in. Do, at do, the do, time. Do. I don't so, even yeah. I don't even watch wrestling and I know that. So. And see, I, I I always forget which wrestler it was you could see. I I I know there was a joke about there being a wrestler you couldn't see. But I'm always like, I don't remember which one. And then now at this point, John Cena has fully been replaced in my brain with like the actor John Cena. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I don't even, he was a wrestler, right? I forgot. <laughs> well, uh, one thing you can see, this is a segue and a half, is the fact that we were able to fund the Trinity Continuum Players Guide in what was it, four hours? Yes. On backer kit, so yeah, whoop, I'm super whoop, excited about that. So it's close. As the insane yeah, bound posse would say. He's guarding me from people who are on my sidewalk, which is the most dangerous kind of person because they, as Susie Izzard says, they could be assassins. I mean, what I've learned from working on Trinity Assassins and watching the John Wick movies is that anybody could be an assassin. Exactly. And by watching the John Wick movies, I mean one through three. I have not seen four as of time of recording. No, I haven't seen it either. I'm excited to, though. Same. I, I have to say that the end of John Wick 2 when everyone's phones start going off uh, because of the marker that's on him. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit... Well, I mean, I know it's a silly set of movies. I enjoy them, obviously. They're, you know, they're romps. Yeah. But the idea that absolutely everybody in Central Park or wherever he was was an assassin does, unfortunately, yeah, lend credence to Susie Izzard's theory. that Right. Not, not, that, not just that everyone assassin. can be, but everyone is an assassin. <laughs> yes. Just my dog's just trying to protect on. me from literally everyone in my neighborhood who is an assassin. I mean, yeah, that's that's the part why I like those movies, though, is because they just get sillier and bigger. At, yeah. least, at least the first three do. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen in four because I haven't seen it. But like, I am I am just such a big fan of like movies that aren't afraid to heighten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even if it doesn't make actual real world sense, because you know people always. There have been many, many debates for probably way longer than role-playing games have been around about how many, like, vampires could live in a city and sustain the population. 
Well, it's funny you mention that because I think, for me, mentally, the closest comparison that I have to John Wick as a series is a revised edition, 20th anniversary edition World of Darkness game where the vast majority of players' characters only ever interact with characters from their particular supernatural type. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it feels like the entire city is populated with vampires. Um, It just so happens that you never actually speak to petty mortals. And just the same, John Wick never speaks to someone who isn't connected to the world of assassination. Exactly. Why would he? Exactly. There are supermarkets for assassins. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if they have hotels, they've got to have supermarkets. Yeah. Uh, but we're not doing Trinity Continuum Assassins, are we, Danielle? No, we're not. We so are... it could be fun to port these characters into that, because now I want to see a rodeo clown assassin. <laughs> <laughs> what? It would be great. Nobody would suspect a rodeo clown. That's uh, true. Maybe something we do in the future. Uh, but today, <laughs> we are we are going to be dimension hoppers. Uh, so, mm. or or some some connection or flavor thereof. Yeah. Because I need to get you underwater somehow. Oh, it doesn't have to be underwater. Whatever scenario you want to run, Danielle, you know, it's whatever helps show off some of the uh, powers we have at our disposal. Cool. Uh, Well, speaking of powers at our disposal, let's go ahead and finish making your characters so that we can get to doing something cool yes yeah all right um last time i was remiss and forgot to get y'all to pick edges i forgot what i had for breakfast danielle you're fine uh your your edges are based on your paths so when you picked your paths you were supposed to get edges yes so what we'll do is we'll go back to that now, since we didn't get very far past picking paths anyway, um, and go ahead and pick edges. So Woo. you get, let me just make sure that I am not telling you the wrong thing. You're going to get two dots of edges associated with each of your paths. So each of your paths lists uh, some edges that you can get, and you're going to pick two dots from each one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it should give you a total of six edge dots. Uh, and then you're going to get an additional four edge dots that can come from outside your path. So yeah. we might as well just go ahead and select those as well. Okay. Well, story guide, I have some ideas. Shoot. So some of these are going to be pulled from the player's guide, which, as we know, is currently on backer kit and already funded, but damn it if we're not going to hit some stretch goals. Uh, (laughs) But some are also pulled from the core. So I think it makes sense for me, for my uh, origins, to have Animal Ken, that's a one dot edge, and Danger Sense, which is also a one dot edge. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Given that I am, by origin, a rodeo clown, I think I need to have some kind of affinity for uh, equines, bovines, and danger. Uh, They're nice staple edges. I I often use these kinds of things in in my games of Trinity, but especially Danger Sense, it's a lovely one to help new players into the game in the case of ambushes and you know it makes the player feel good if they can anticipate a uh, well incoming danger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, any other <laughs> thoughts? Uh, I do. I do have more thoughts. I didn't so want to class. step in the way in case uh, Dixie already has some. But if Dixie is still working through, no, I've got I've got three written down so far. Oh, okay. What did you go for? Uh, so from Bookworm, I took Direction Sense just because I feel like if we're dimension hopping, that could be useful. Absolutely. Um, I took from the Polyphemus Path. I took Man in Black, which is that I exude the authority of my shadowy organization mm-hmm. uh, and I can convince people that they, well, you know, I, I gain enhancement to attempts to tell people that they, they didn't see anything mm-hmm. uh, because that's useful. Uh, and I'm also going to take a flux infused weapon, nice. uh, which I will define as we go. Uh, I do want to, it, it's probably going to be my, my, my main weapon if we get in combat. Uh, so I will make that three of my dots there. I will I will add an extra dot in there from my okay. extra dots I get. That that makes sense. Um and then past that I am still looking. I need I need another one from my uh I I've pretty much got my role and I I'm working in the background that I gotta do the society ones. I'm a big fan of the fact that there is actually an expert diver in here. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Okay. Well then Matthew, have you picked any others? Uh, that I have. Uh, so I have Adrenaline Spike, another favorite from the core book, yes. um, which is a two dot edge, and that's basically going to cover my uh, roll path. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to start get- getting into the really fun stuff. Uh, a lot of this is, uh, well, I'm taking Old School, uh, which is from the Player's Guide. Uh, I need at least three dots in a um, in a skill to use this one, but obviously I'm going to be applying this to pilot. Uh, it allows me to know the history of the discipline, uh, having studied classical techniques and tools that would be considered obsolete today. Uh, when using equipment for that skill that would normally be too obscure or archaic for a modern user's familiarity, reduce the difficulty or the cost to overcome complications resulting from said obscurity by this edges rating. Uh, so... I'm thinking for I don't know how it will apply in game, mm-hmm. uh, but given that I'm using pilots to not just ride horses but also command vehicles, I'm thinking that could actually be quite fun. Uh, I'm putting the maximum number of dots in this edge, which is three. Cool. Uh, because I think it could actually be quite a lot of fun to play a a sort of pilot of all vehicles, yeah. jack of all trades. And then, because I'm going into my freebie dots now, I'm looking at Square Cube Tesseract, <laughs> which okay. is a lovely thing to say. That is so much fun to say. Yes, it, it as, is. as well as an edge in the player's guide. I'm only putting one dot in this for now. Um, you, This is a one to five dot edge. Uh, essentially... I can create a field that enables me to, well, that basically, in fact, I'll read it out. I'll read it instead of trying to paraphrase. Um, two versions of this edge exist, and a character may purchase both. The first version applies to the standard field, size is uh, one, minus one My- to minus four. Yeah. Second applies only to the micro field. I'm not doing that one. Your character isn't subject to the normal side effects of shrinking. Uh, you may ignore any amount of negative scale equal to dots in this edge when calculating changes to durability scale and power scale. Now, th- uh, the reason I'm only putting one dot in this 
is because I don't know how often shrinking is going to come up in our lengthy campaign of Trinity. Sure. But I like the edge. It's just fun. And so yeah. just spending one dot on it doesn't seem like a massive hardship. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and finally, last two dots, just single dot things. I'm going for always prepared, uh, which is another nice, easy one. And an artifact, a one dot artifact that enables uh, underwater breathing. As it's only a one dot artifact, I don't think the edge in the core says uh, how long it will have an effect, but I can negotiate that with the story guide and probably yeah. say it has a one scene use per session or something like that and then it it can't be used again but uh yeah uh that's my edges all right dixie that did that give you time to think up uh pick some more yeah yeah i uh because i am the you know the the character that i am in this mm -hmm. uh, i decided to add weak spots from the core mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I'm torn in the very last one. I'm torn between polyglot and fast draw. They feel Ooh. like they're useful in very different situations. Yep, they um, are. I'm going to go with fast draw for the for for this session. It might be one that like if we were actually going to play a campaign, I would think about between. Sure. Um, and the other. So currently, I have one, two. I should have ten dots total of edges. Yeah, ten dots. Okay, did I did this correctly? Uh, <laughs> so I have flux inspired open for two dots instead of three. I decided. Um, I added lightning calculator. Uh, for one of my scientist edge, uh, path skills, since I made that one up, so it can be whatever I want. Uh, I have a two dot in library because I assume I have access to weird materials that I can research, and then weak spots and fast draw. Okay. So I have a lot of one and two dot edges. Nothing yeah, is uh, my my major thing, but I've got a bunch of them, and they're all useful. So yeah, yeah. no, that's that honestly super great. So. Yeah, no, I am. I am, as always. I am making this character for fun on the podcast, and I'm like, I like this character. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we've got edges. Now that I have filled that little gap that I had created, let's go back to the talent section. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Are you breathing again, Matthew? No. Okay. No. It just I, I, seemed like a brain thing. I don't know. That would be go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so all of your paths should have a like a set of keywords for your gifts. Um, and you can pick, let me double check and make sure. So you're going to get one gift from each path, picking from the keywords on the paths, and then you're going to pick one final gift that doesn't have to be a path gift. Let me have a look. I'm going to crack open the book. You can literally hear the spine cracking on this. <laughs> yeah, so if my, my gifts say attribute, intellect, and skill, culture, humanities. Does that mean I can pick from all of those from the quorum? Right, yeah. So you can pick any uh, intellect gift, any culture gift, or humanities gift. Okay, okay, okay. What did I write for Polyphemus? I don't remember. Let's find out. <laughs> oh, that was so long ago. Back when we were young. I don't have the right chapter open. 
I was like, I'm only going to need this one chapter because it's where all the things are. No yeah, we Dixie. put the, the paths for the allegiances in the allegiance chapter because oh, yeah, that's no. how we did it in the core. That's that's where it should be. I'm just saying that I didn't open the right chapter. <laughs> Don't even know why I'm looking in the core. I picked all of my paths from the player's guide. What's wrong with me? <laughs> See, well, there the, the, are gifts in the core. Yeah, we, we can cut this. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut it, Dixie. Yeah, I'm not going to cut it. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Because I have already uh, selected these uh, based on what I anticipate being able to uh, purchase. And I just wanted to make sure that I was not completely off base. So I'm not. So go with my latchkey kid origin. First gift I'm going for is Easy Charm. Uh, one Ooh, of nice. the uh, gifts uh, keywords is attribute cunning. And although I don't have a massive cunning rating, that is something I can improve. And Easy Charm's prerequisite is cunning or presence too. Uh, so easy charm, the talent has a kind face, easygoing demeanor that makes others open up to them. A little conversation, then Mark spills everything. I won't go into the system side of it, but that's essentially the gist. Uh, so in terms of roll paths, I went for sidekick. And this one, uh, this one I'm, I'm really not sure about. So with, uh... Gifts that have the keyword of luck, Danielle. Are they ubiquitous? Can you apply them to absolutely any path? Or are they um, gifts that's, that still require that as a keyword? So they require that as a keyword. Mm. So essentially, you can get one luck gift at character creation. Yeah. Uh, but you can't fill your... Oh, yeah, uh, because you can get it from your... Because you can't get freebie. it from, yeah, you can get it from your freebie, but you can't get it from a path. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay then. So I'm gonna switch up something here because I need a dexterity based uh, or athletics or survival based gift here. And well, my dexterity is at three dots. I do quite like the idea of uh, it's a nice, simple gift. Uh, once again, from the core, it's pretty damn fast. Uh, allows me to spend an inspiration. I can move across the current field unimpeded. So regardless of environmental, uh, topographical hazards and the like, yep. uh, I can move up to two range bands as a reflex of action in combat, ignoring dexterity and complications. So there's no prerequisite for that other than the keyword. So that is what I will be going for for my sidekick path. So before okay. I carry on, what about you, Dixie? I am reading. So give me one second. Okay. Well, in that case, I may have some more. Well, like, <laughs> all, almost all of mine are skill-based because yeah. the, the Volifimus path is all skill-based, mm -hmm. which now I'm like, oh, I did that on purpose. Go me. Uh, but, you know, I didn't remember it at the time. So my society path, I went... So my allegiance is... Uh, nor or Noah. Let's have a look and see if they have specific keywords attached to them. Where are you, bastard? Uh, for Noah, it's command, enigmas, and humanities. Yeah. So I'm going to want a command gift, I think. I mean, that's what I would do for your character since you have the whole command shtick going on. Exactly. Commanding a crowd and all that. Yeah. I'm just checking. I don't think there's any new command gifts in the book. That's where I fell down earlier, so I will just... In, in the new book? Yeah. 
Uh, there are a few. There's All Hands on oh. Deck, uh, which is a reprint from Adventure, but it's still in there. Oh, okay. That might be the main one, but that one actually might be really good for you if you go look at it. I'll have a look. Uh, also, <clears throat> Training Exercise from Assassins is Command. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I see. They're in the reprints and conversions. Yeah, that that, that was my mistake. <laughs> well, I, can't, I was looking only in the new area. All right. Here we go. So we'll start recording from now. So I'm choosing a command gift uh, because this ties into my allegiance of Nor. Uh, it's I have a command rating of three dots, so I can accomplish this one that has a prerequisite of two. Uh, all hands on deck. He supports his team with encouraging presence, excellent management, and leadership skills. It could be me. Any project he leads gets done in record time. Maybe not. Um, (laughs) um, now this one is interesting because it's something if we were playing this long form I would need to build up to getting the maximum benefit from this uh, as it leans slightly on your intuitive facet my core or uh, most powerful facet is destructive but that's the kind of thing that would improve over time okay yeah absolutely uh, so my last one, which is a freebie, mm-hmm. as long as I qualify for it, mm. I'm I'm split here, Danielle. So I'd like you to adjudicate. You're the story guide. Sure. <laughs> uh, they're both from the player's guide. Uh, I've got shifting camouflage, which isn't necessarily uh, appropriate to my character. I just like it. Uh, sure. With uncanny skill or a twist of fortune, the talent conceals a vehicle she's riding in or piloting. It slips easily from view moments later. That the idea of that pleases me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I go for City Drift, which is, requires Pilot 3, which I have. It's not a luck one. Uh, this one, the talent pilots his vehicle with cool and steady hands. He doesn't spin out when he whips around corners at blistering speeds. His vehicle handles sharp turns and serpentines with unbelievable control. Um, which will decrease the cost of using a stunt in uh, chases. What do you think? What What's more interesting to you? Um, man, both of those are good, right? Mm. Uh, Again, if we were doing this long form, I would probably start saving experience to put into another one at a future point. But... Right, right. Um, you know, uh, both of them are really good. I don't know, like. I mean, for our tiny little scene that we're going to do here, mm. um, I'm not sure that all of your gifts will apply anyway. No, no. We're going to use every single gift and edge in this <laughs> edge, yeah. 30 minute scene or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm just going to, you're just going to go from like, first you're in a car chase, now you're underwater, now you're in a different dimension, now you're getting small. Now- <laughs> yeah, obviously that's what we're going to do. Somebody's coming up from behind, but you both have danger sense. <laughs> Uh, okay, I am gonna say that for your character, mm. that the city drift makes more sense. It does make more sense. Okay, we will we will go for sense over pure entertainment of making my horse disappear before uh, <laughs> the eyes of everyone at the rodeo. They'll all think their beer's been spiked or something. <laughs> I have to say that having been, you know reading over these for the last few minutes here. I am very excited about the fact that you can definitely just play everything everywhere all at once with this book. Yes. Um, there's literally a new gift called everything all at once. And I'm like, I want that, but I don't have inspiration five. Like I I, I would have 1000% given my character that if we had inspiration five, because it's such a cool power. Um, 
but like jesus christ like there's there's so many things you can do in here to play that specific sort of game mm-hmm. and it would be probably to run it i think i'd be a little bit nervous about keeping it all in my head but also that would be such a cool game to play yeah absolutely anyway i'm done now too i have three gifts cool tell uh, me I, yeah i took two from the core um so i took instant expert because it's always a useful gift especially for a character like what i'm doing uh and i took plot twist um so those two as I rifle through pages here to, you know, mm-hmm. make fun Foley sounds on the thing. Uh, Instant Expert is the one where if I spend an inspiration, I can gain two enhancement to uh, any action involving skill in which I have no dots. Yes. And I have quite a few skills, which I have no dots. So I was like, that sounds useful. Like if I have to close combat somebody, I might as well be good at it all of a sudden. <laughs> and then uh, Plot Twist is where if I look over the evidence, it's been an inspiration, I can essentially... Actually, you know what? I don't need that one because I don't have the intuitive facet now that I look at it. I'm going to change that one to one of the other new Ooh. ones. Okay. Because I saw another new one that I liked. So I'm going to go back into the book. I love it when I'm making a character and I'm like, wait a minute, I can't actually do that. But that means I get to do something else entirely. Ha ha ha. Um, but I did also take one from the player's guide already, uh, which is dimensional awareness. <laughs> yeah. Because cool. uh, I figured if we're going to be dimension hopping, I should probably, what one of us should probably know something about dimensions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just seemed to make sense. Uh, there are so many folks, if you haven't seen this chapter yet, because I don't know where we're at in the Kickstarter chapter drops, but there are so many cool new luck gifts that you're going to want to get to higher inspiration like ASAP. Because <laughs> uh, they're really, really, really nifty. Like you're going to want to take more gifts very quickly. Like I, I wish I could take two luck gifts right now. I know I can't, but I wish I could. Do I'm glad y'all are going through these gifts because it's helping me realize that like, oh man, these dimensional gifts, dimensional awareness and dimensional mastery don't have flavor tags. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good anyway. So that's, they are. that's good. I mean, that's just a small like fix it up in development after the Kickstarter kind of thing. But I just like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, how did I miss this earlier? Yeah. I'm also going to take from the player's guide. I'm going to take flux sensitive. Because that also makes sense for my character. And I feel like that would be a good reason for me to be, like, part of the society that I'm part of. Mm. Although I, I will say that I was... One of the other ones that was really interesting, I thought, was one of the assassin's gifts was a cut ties. Which is a bit, like, about de- de- detaching your connections and yes. keeping your allegiance safe. And I'm like, that would also make sense for Polyphemus. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's your men in black little flashy guy kind of yep. thing. Like, no, you don't know me. Bye. Yeah. Uh, separately, I do think a small book called Gifts for Assassins would be a nice stocking filler at Christmas. I <laughs> I would love some gifts if I were an assassin. I was going to say, mm. gifts, gifts for Assassins, it's just pictures of knives. Right. Well, no, but that's working <laughs> tools, isn't it? Not everyone wants something they work with. No, it's, you know. Well, I suppose if it's a picture of a knife, that's all right. That's like something you can hang on your wall. It's nice art. It's uh, <laughs> you can get, you know, other other good gifts for assassins. Puppies. Yeah, oh no! No 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 no, no 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 no! Do not give your assassin a puppy. <laughs> what? It will, it will all end badly. Because because that's how John Wick starts. <laughs> I know. That's so sad. Like so, like oh, I gave my assassin a puppy. Don't get your assassin a wife, dog, or car as a gift. <laughs> Well, John Wick's wife just don't, had cancer. That's that's fine. Don't get your assassin a wife. Yes. Yeah. 
We're going to rewrite if you give a mouse a cookie, but it's going to be called if you give a wick a wife. A (laughs) wick a wife. A wick a wife. (laughs) It just sounds like wicker wife. Like like wicker man. Yeah. He'll put all his victims in a big wicker wife. (laughs) Well, if you give me a wife, I would be happy. I'm not an assassin, so it's okay. Are you sure you're not an assassin? Because Klaus seems really concerned about your safety. No, I'm not the assassin. Everybody else in my neighborhood is. Or there are other assassins coming after you because you have a mark on you now. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) If we suddenly hear the sound of violence uh, from Danielle's end, it's because an assassin's just tuned in live and heard about the mark. So, of course, that will happen, uh, given that we aren't actually broadcasting at this time. (laughs) But these assassins, they've got good technology. Anyway, we're not playing assassins. (laughs) No. But we so easily could be because there's so much of what makes assassins great in the player's guide. Um, I and you know people listening to this are going to think, "Oh, Matthew, you know, greasing the wheel as always." But I've got to say, there's so many games that release things like player's guides, companions, and so on, where the I guess powers, the supplemental powers are often so situational that they're fine if you are making an entirely bespoke specific character uh, for a very specific game. Uh, But I am really impressed as a fan, because this isn't the book I worked on, and I don't generally work on the Trinity line, uh, to see how, how many of these gifts and edges that are presented in the Player's Guide are so useful across the Trinity game lines. Obviously, there's some stuff there that has been ported from Adventure or Assassins, Polyphemus, and elsewhere. But the material that's been written directly for this book could be be used very easily in any number of Trinity games. Mm -hmm. So uh, kudos to you, Danielle, as developer and to the team for writing them. And yeah, even going over this, like I said, like there's so many of the gifts that are from like either supplements or tasty bits or whatever that if you just kind of reskin them a little bit, could work for a lot of other games. Like mm. a lot of the adventure gifts would be great too. Like if we were gonna do a game where we ran into a lot of like super science, I'm a big fan of Button Masher, mm-hmm, where you just mm-hmm. kind of know how to use super science devices. Uh, right. That's that's also how I play video games. You know, just yeah. button mash my way through. Okay. Um, and then like I. Uh, like I, I was just talking about the assassins gift. It's like, oh, you don't know me, but like that could work for so many games if you're playing with any shadowyish organization. I could see porting that into Anima. You know, there's like so many ways you could play with things like that that I, yeah. I, I truly enjoy. So yeah, kudos. So what comes next? Edges gifts are done. Uh, we're gonna do a couple of finishing touches. Okay. Um, so you're gonna get one extra attribute dot to put into any attribute. As long as it does not raise it above the normal maximum of five. Damn, it seems unduly harsh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? But fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already got your four edge dots. Yes. Um, oh, I could give you more experience. Mm. No, I'm not. <laughs> we don't need to add even more to these <laughs> yeah. characters. We haven't done connections. Story guide, story guide. We still need to do connections. Oh, you're you're right. You do. Also, I think you need a vehicle, Matthew. Even though that vehicle is a horse. Nah, I'll just uh, generate it. I'll just say, hey, I've got this. 
narrative. <laughs> the power of uh, what? What do they call it? Uh, oh, I know what they call it, and they came from. And unfortunately, that infects my brain. I'll I'll just call it directorial control. Fuck it. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic editing is that what you're talking about? Yeah, if if you like, I don't know. <laughs> what are we playing again? Stop it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Um... I can't wait to ride a giant beetle through the world below. <laughs> Are you telling me that you can ride giant beetles in the world below? Yes. yes. Absolutely. In fact, that's what you ride. I oh mean, you could God. ride giant beetles in the Trinity Continuum Player's Guide as well, because you, you can hop over to different dimensions and probably... Shrink uh, yourself down. Yeah, appear in the world below. I mean, that's a pretty dire portal to uh, fall through. But um, yeah, there's some good stuff there. Lots of fungus. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> to be with. <laughs> All right. Uh, connections. So each of your paths gives you a connection. Uh, so you gain one dot towards mm. a contact connection from each of your paths. Yes. So I've got a couple already in mind. I haven't done all three, because the third one will be related to my allegiance, and I usually work in concert with the story guide on that one. Yeah, can you put two of them in the same, if it makes sense? Like, if my science contact is also my polyphemous contact? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and you would give them additional tags as well, um, mm -hmm. as a result. Um, so I've got Mama Buckley, of course. Mama. Mama. Uh, mama. <laughs> mama. Mama. She's a bad mama jamma. She is. Um, mama Buckley is, of course, my mother. Uh, she owns the rodeo. And uh, she also has the tag of well-connected. You know, she's involved in all the entertainment pursuits, some legitimate, some not, uh, throughout Texas, mm, my home state, the only state that matters. Mm-hmm. And my other one is Frank the Stallion Stallone, who uh, retired from whatever the hell it was Frank Stallone was doing uh, to take up rodeo clowning at a very late age. Now, he doesn't... Uh, he, he has a sort of tangential contact with Nor knows people. Uh, he has the influential tag because he does have an aura of fame to him, Frank Stallone. Uh, but I wouldn't say he's worth more than one dot. <laughs> Poor Frank. <laughs> but yes, he's my one dot contact, Frank Stallone. Is he related to any other Stallones? Yes, he is that Frank Stallone. I see. But my, uh, I know him as Stallion, of course. You know, when we speak, we're being all um, horse ridery around each other, elbowing each other, you know, hey, Stallion, hey, Buck, chest bump. Chest bump. <laughs> you just say chest bump. You don't actually bump chest. Not, no, not in this era of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, the the elbows to each other are fine, but chest bumps going a bit too far. If if anyone could be said to be safe and sensible in in this era of pandemic, it is rodeo clowns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Y'all are no, silly. You're silly. No, no one heard of no horse that got COVID. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So anyway, I'm sorry, Danielle. <laughs> this could have been Eddie. <laughs> um, I mean, luck of the draw. It was us three, but mainly me, uh, sent here to plague you. Look, you know, I appreciate being heckled. I, I, I grew up in a heckling household. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a love language. It just okay. shows how much you admire me. I'm going to keep heckling you about eating on Mike then. Okay. Uh, and I'll keep <laughs> Out of love, how, not yes. out of like actual annoyance. <laughs> how wonderful the Trinity Continuum Players Guide is, and also proving to everyone listening what a terrible role player well, not a terrible role player. I I struggle to create serious characters and content. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I love that your brand is like the the horror guy, and yet you can't make a serious thing to save your life. <laughs> I feel like the horror broke me at a certain point, and ever since then, it's just been <laughs> a nervous scribbling on the padded cell walls. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. So then uh, let's... Dixie, did you tell me your... I didn't. Okay, give me your 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 peoples, your contacts. I, I will do so. So I have... A, I, I decided to have a two-dot contact in the form of my science slash polyphemous contact, uh, who I have named Lieutenant Dr. Rick Ricardo, PhD, because uh, I, I also can't name things seriously to save my life. Also, there's a plane outside which is very loud or a helicopter. Right. Get out of here. Um, and then my one dot bookworm contact from when I was a kid is my friend Ellen Chow, who is okay. a super nerd. She goes by L. Um, and I have this, I don't, I want to make her like one of those people who like knows way too much. And I can call to be like, what's the internet saying? You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's like my friend. She knows I have a job that she's interested in, but I can't tell her about it. But she's got all of her own theories, and I feel like every time that I call her, she tries to get it out of me. Uh, but she also just like hangs out with her computers and her, you know, book collection and all kinds of things, and knows way too much. Like she's maybe like a white hat hacker type kind of situation. Yeah, no, I, I got it. She, I, I know people like this. I'm just picturing her as Misty from Yellow Jackets, but without the murder, okay. or with like less murder, I guess. She's just really intense. But depending <laughs> on how the campaign goes, you might take a dark turn. Right, right. We may become assassins. Although Polyphemus is like the place where assassins go after they're no longer because it's like a sh- it, it's the the vault is literally in the shadow. Yeah. So well, it's it's yeah, but it's got to be for a different reason, <laughs> right? So yeah, I still need a path contact that relates me to Nor, but um, we we can work on that at a future time, Danielle. When when I need to return to base. Okay. Um, actually, let's, let's set a path contact. Let me, um, Ooh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break out a notebook, a notebook. for this, for this event, a whole ass notebook. I, I feel like we might not get, might not get enough time in this session <laughs> 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 because we're dreadful deviators and, and really struggle to create characters in a hasty time frame. It's because we're enjoying ourselves. Dreadful deviators. Yes, that would be our wrestling tag team name. Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh... (laughs) 
What did I do? When oh he God. sees a rule, he deviates from it. He's a dreadful deviator. I... This is the notebook that I use, apparently, when uh, math-checking characters for books. Because I, like, just opened to a page of mm. aberrant XP and just, like, scribbles of, like, this... How many dots of edges? How many dots of... <laughs> Well, what I would suggest is, uh, we're not at time yet by any yeah. means, and uh, well, I'm not even going to quote the, the amount of minutes that have passed because of our editing. I could cut out so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do think it's a little optimistic to fit a even a small role-playing session in, in the time we've got left because of how long we've spent just rambling Sh- shooting the shit, uh, shit now, rambling we've been well, like actually talking about the book well i i was about to say rambling about <laughs> trinity uh the player's guide assassins and so on and i as much as i was looking forward to playing a scene today i really can't complain because one of the one of my favorite things with role playing and i think a lot of people's favorite things with role playing is character creation it it sometimes seems a bit silly that one of the things people get most excited about when approaching RPGs is character creation. But mm-hmm. this is the point that you have all of your hopes, all of your ideas. You know, you're basically putting your imagination on paper. You're interacting with the material in the book. It's it's kind of the bit before you, as a player anyway, before you can sit back. And it always energizes me, sort of build, builds enthusiasm for the game in me and you know there, I think there's also an aspect of it that mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people who don't get to role play for one reason or another either they don't have a physical group or they don't want to play online or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and some people and I know I was there for a while in my past would just create characters for fun yeah, they wouldn't, absolutely. wouldn't create characters to play. I have definitely sat down with my friend Claire uh, last fall, and mm. we just rolled a bunch of random characters for a game. Yeah. Because we were having fun rolling random characters. And, like, I think I made three or four characters, and I only played one of them, and we only played for like an hour. But yeah. I had fun sitting there for a couple hours just rolling characters with her, you know? A friend of mine uh, and I, we did that through pretty much all of the Chronicles of Darkness games. Uh, we weren't intending on playing every single C of D game, you know, in a short space of time, but we had like a day, I think it was at a convention, and there weren't any games we wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had P- our PDFs and decided we would just uh, create a load of characters. And that information, although some of those ideas ended up going into the Contagion Chronicle about a year oh, yeah. and a half, two years later. Uh, it, quite inadvertently, I was thinking, okay, let's come up with some character names and concepts that we can put in example text and things like that. And, oh, yeah, came up with all of these. So, yeah, well, anyway. Well, I mean, I am down, if y'all are, to run a short session next week. Absolutely. Dee, would if, you be fine with Danielle that? Is. Yeah, I'd be up for that. So let's let's go over our characters now that they're pretty much complete. Because um, I have added some stuff also, so let's let's actually like establish some ties with each other. Yeah, look at them in their like complete nature, mm-hmm. form um, bonds, as it were. Yeah, we could form some y- bonds. You could call them that, uh, and we can see where we end up. So, uh, Matthew, 
give me a little overview of your character, like everything above the skill list. <laughs> the name is Hal Buckley, but my friends call me Buck. Hell, even my enemies call me Buck. Everyone calls me Buck. I'm a rodeo clown turned nor agent, which I will admit is not the most common uh, qualification trajectory to get into... Uh, a research uh, uh, <laughs> emergency research division uh, of the government or private enterprise, but nonetheless, they need people that can do things. It isn't just about the thinkers, the boffins, and the labs who are staring into microscopes. It's also about people who can take command of a situation, who can uh, quite literally, in my case, take the bull by the horns at times. Okay, I love that you just said that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm a writer, don't you know? And, <laughs> um, but mainly, uh, and I've been a little disappointed, I was expecting more. I've been used as something of a wheelman, uh, getaway driver, mm-hmm. and transportation and logistics person. I, I feel I can, I can achieve a bit more than that. Nevertheless, it never destroys or even erodes my optimism not really ever since i survived a freak accident that's my moment of inspiration i have considered my life blessed and every day is a gift to the point that if i don't go a day without shaking someone new's hand and uh, and telling them that it's a pleasure to meet them i i I feel like i've not done my due duty uh, to my fellow humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I still have firm ties with my family, even though I wasn't around them as a kid. I needed to make my own path when I was young. I was a latchkey kid, but I would always come home in time for dinner. Uh, and I've grown up, uh, as we've established, my role path was sidekick. And that is because right now I feel professionally that's that's where I am with Nor. Right. Uh, even though when I'm pursuing my own thing out in the rodeo, I am the star attraction. If you're a sidekick, does that mean that you're spurring people on? Oh, very uh, good. Very okay. good. Yes. <laughs> I am, one could say, champing at the bit for the opportunity to lead a group, but I don't know <laughs> if I'm I'm quite there yet. Um, so to conclude, while I certainly give off a bombastic and hopeful demeanor Mm -hmm. i am more than comfortable retreating into the background as a sidekick as a support to the people who frankly know a lot more than me about this interdimensional stuff Uh, and i'm hoping i pick a little up on the way and i'm confident that i will and what does your character look like Uh, oh damn it this is where i always fall down uh, <laughs> covered in gemstones on his skin. Rhinestones? Uh, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actual gemstones. Yes. Oh, he's, okay. He's made of precious stones. Yes, yeah, so we're going well below again. Now, I think uh, obviously, when I'm in my hometown, uh, I am going to be wearing the tassels, leather jackets, probably rhinestones with buck uh, written across the back. What? Uh, <laughs> on my butt, yes. Buck is written on well, Buck is written on every available surface, probably. <laughs> is this <laughs> what you wear on missions? Yes. No, no. Yeah. As I said, this is on my hometown. Okay. Although I think if the mission involves any kind of social interaction, yes. But if we're going somewhere discreet, oh, I still dress every part the cowboy. 
I still wear the hat. So you're I more like the man medals. in black situation? Very much so. I've got aspirations of um, maybe not Clint Eastwood. Uh, he was a bit too grim and gritty for me. Uh, more of a Gary Cooper type. Uh, the strong, I was just thinking Johnny site. Cash. <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, I imagine I, I hold Johnny Cash up on a tall pedestal. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, that Im- that is Buck. I'm just imagining finding you after like one of our first like difficult missions or like loss of somebody. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting in your pickup truck because I'm assuming you've got a pickup truck. Oh, just like definitely. listening to Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt with like one single tear rolling down your face. I've never even heard the Nine Inch Nails version. And in fact, when I've been told that Hurt is a cover uh, as Buck, I I shut the person down. I say, no, this this isn't a cover. This is a replacement. I this mean, that's, that's pretty version. much what Trent Reznor said about it. Yeah. He was like, that's not my song anymore. I have the same view when it comes to William Shatner's Rocket Man. <laughs> uh, the new version of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. Okay. I had so to back off you, the did... mic to laugh about that. That was too funny. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, the that version of Psycho that has Vince Vaughn in. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what about you, Dixie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what it... Yeah. Um. So my character is. Uh, I have given her a third name. Uh, because I remembered that Scully's first name is Dana, so I can go with the D theme I had going on. Mm. So I have Doctor Daria Dana Dinkley. Oh, good lord. Um, <laughs> she doesn't go by all three. She goes by Doctor Dinkley. Um, she grew up kind of as a weird straight-laced kid and now she's a weird straight-laced adult okay uh so she was a bookworm growing up so she had more friends in books than in real life but that also kind of guarded her from her peers because she was smart enough that she could cut them down with words oh um or you know charge them to do their essays and (laughs) then blackmail them yeah uh (laughs) always looking for that dark side (laughs) well no because we decided last time that maybe she wasn't the most scrupulous as far Mm. as like like knowledge i think is more important to her than ethics sometimes yeah not all the time like she's not just going around and murdering people Mm. but like she would have been the character in the last of us who was totally willing to cut open uh, a kid's brain Oh, spoilers. Oh, whatever. That game came out in 2013. But there's a lot of people that haven't played it, though. Well, it came out in 2013, and the show's been (laughs) over for a few weeks now. I'm sorry. At some point, someone's willing to do that. That's not the hugest spoiler in the world. Replace it with farty horns. Um... Anyway, so she has her her moment of inspiration was a moment of clarity. I imagine she was either in college or probably in grad school, actually, mm-hmm. working on some kind of difficult equation. Um, and in a you know gif of the lady looking at the math, she kind <laughs> of like put it all together. And I think that's also where uh, she probably became flux sensitive, even though she obviously does not know what flux is mm-hmm. or where it comes from. Um, and she has since been recruited as a polyphemous field agent because she was doing some uh, field research for her like regular work and just kind of walked into the polyphemous office, one of them. And they were like, uh, hi. And she was like, what's this? What's up? Uh, which means that she could also see it, which is mm. not something you should be able to do. Um, and o- honestly, probably the fact that she is a little bit less ethical than some people might be why she could see a building that lives in shadow she was probably already sliding into twilight 
uh, as of right now, she she does, you know, toe the company line for the most part. And she is a long-suffering skeptical agent in that a lot of her co-workers at Polyphemus are way too excited about things just being, like, weird and wacky and maybe magic. And she's like, we're scientists, guys. Come on. Sure. Like, this is not... Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but because she does have some exposure to flux and she has she is flux sensitive and has dimensional awareness, she has been promoted to being a field agent. Uh, which means that she does not work in the lab with the other scientists anymore. And frankly, they were probably glad to be rid of her. Yeah. Uh, she works <laughs> out in the field doing research and bringing things back for the team in the lab to look over. Well, I think uh, I really like the idea of you maybe placing knowledge over ethics because it creates not just a, a Scully and Mulder dynamic between the two characters of ours. But also, I know I referenced him in our last recording, a Ted Lasso kind of thing, where Mm -hmm. I'm going to be blithely stumbling into everything with a big old smile on my face and and looking for the best in everyone. You are Mm -hmm. more the football club owner. You know, I, a, a, I do love Rebecca. Cynical. Yeah, Rebecca, that's it. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's a lot nicer cynical. now in season three. Yeah. But, but, but and, and, you know, our characters could follow similar arcs. My inner darkness could reveal itself, and you may lose some of that weight that is hanging that, over your. That is part of why I made this character to play off yours, is because I go. feel like this, this character that you've made, I was like, he needs a straight man. <laughs> yeah. But you also need somebody who's maybe, like, not as upstanding as you. Uh, because your character is such a sweetheart. Um, this is actually why I like, and it's just this, this goes across pretty much every game. This is why I like creating characters together, even yeah. if you're gonna like, even if you don't live near each other, even if you're gonna be playing them in person, even if it's not that big of a deal. For every game I play, for the most part, from D and D to Trinity to you know Exalted to Scion to whatever, I prefer making characters as a group. And that's because, inevitably, and I've, I've said this in other episodes before, but I'm going to say it again, um, you end up playing off each other and finding interesting ways for your characters to interact, mm. um, as opposed to just making them kind of in a, you know, white room. And then showing up and realizing that your characters would hate each other, first of all. Which, like, once again, if you do that on purpose, great. But if you don't do it on purpose, you're like, oh, why would we even work together? I don't know. Um, in this case, we can obviously say that we, we work together because we were assigned to do so. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Which is great. But also, you can establish things like how long have you known each other? Like, I am running my Pugmire game right now, and my players decided that they all knew each other previously. Um, two of them are, are, like, best friends for, like, years. So, okay, great, great dynamic there. And the other two are a little newer to the group, but they are all, like, friends, and one of them grew up with one of the other ones, and they, they at least, like, knew each other a little bit. And so, like, that makes a really different dynamic than for people who, you know, meet in a bar and yeah. go on an adventure together. Or are just assigned on an operation or mission together. Right, because mm. even now, I'm thinking that for, 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 for you and I... We should definitely, like, we've gone on a few missions. Yes. Like, this is not our first time meeting. Our first rodeo, you might say. It's not our first rodeo. <laughs> I, I think it would be fun if the first time you met, both of your organizations, you weren't assigned together, but you both your organizations were investigating the same event. Mm. And you, like ran into each other and decided, like, well, we could get in each other's way or we could help each other out. And there was maybe some tension. Yes. I would anticipate that for the first half of that, 
I was trying to just do my job and he was like, come on, like, it'll, it'll make more sense. We should right. work together. You, you seem smart. Come on, let's, let's right. work together. Oh, and, yeah. and I was like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And then finally after, you know, halfway through after like we've been attacked by something or whatever, I'm like, fine, we can work together. <laughs> Uh, I I quite like the idea that we may have been there with different teams. You, you were there with Polyphemus colleagues. I was there mm -hmm. with Nor colleagues, and I could see the Polyphemus team struggling for some reason. And we kept butting heads, or our teams kept butting yeah. heads, and we decided to you know, take take different entrances into this uh, vault. And uh, I just sort of snuck over to you at some point with a USB stick or something. I found shit, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, maybe you can make something of it. <laughs> and then go jingling and jangling all the way back to my team. And through that, you know, we formed mm. a tenuous, well, he has uses and she ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. And also, if this were, you know, a lot of TV shows, it would be a setup for our characters to eventually fall in love. But we're going to subvert that trope. Yeah, yeah, we don't no, need that. We're to be I best friends. I think you're going to be best friends and wing and wingman for each other. Yeah, exactly. through a series of failed romances. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I love these characters. Um, as, as far as skills and stuff go, so we can go over these a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am very uh, focused in my skills. Yep. I have one dot in aim and close combat. Fine. Uh, I have three dots in enigmas, uh, specifically in cryptology and finding out the secrets. Two dots of integrity, three in experimental medicine. Thank you for that suggestion, Matthew. <laughs> I love that I am good at medicine, but also I will occasionally just inject something weird into you. Like <laughs> it's like, me, not you. Well, no, it, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I don't experiment on myself. No, um, that would be silly. No, we're like in a different dimension, and you've like broken a leg, and I'm like, I think this will work. You know? Nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have four dots in uh, science, uh, sp specifically in research, which makes sense with all my like library stuff that we did, and then mm. two in technology. Um, so I have a lot of zero dot skills, which is part of why I took the uh, the instant expert gift. Yeah, because that gives me enhancement to things I have no skill in. Yeah, which is a perfect supplement for not having a lot of dots and skills yeah yeah and it, it, it also makes sense in the like you know cinematic tv way that we play a lot of, of trinity games of like you have somebody who gets thrown keys to, like a motorcycle they're like i don't know how to drive one of these and then they're suddenly like driving it over like jumps right and it's like yeah well you know it's a t it's, it's it's a movie it's fine what about you matthew what does your skill spread look like uh, so I've got the same as you in the sense of one dot aim, one dot close combat. So neither of us are utterly hopeless in I, it. I don't have anything situation. in close combat actually, oh. but I do have instant expert. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I do. Yeah, I've got one dot aim, one dot close combat, two dots in athletics. Makes sense to me. Uh, I've got three dots in command, which is well, my commanding presence more than anything else. I don't like to give orders. I don't feel like it's my place to do so, but I will if I have to. Uh, I then skip all of the, one could argue, intellectual skills <laughs> <laughs> and uh, jump straight to integrity. I've got a dot of integrity, and I can see myself putting more dots into that as the game goes on. I have two dots in persuasion because I'm just a charming good old boy. And uh, four dots in pilot, uh, which is excessive. <laughs> uh, but I like it and one dot in survival 
Uh, my specialties are in command and pilot, command being misdirection. Uh, after all, you've got to perform some mm-hmm. uh, prestigitation while being a rodeo clown. Uh, and pilot being horse riding. And I have my skill trick of I can figure it out for pilots, which uh, basically allows me to pilot pretty much anything I like. My skill trick is scientific method, and I don't remember what that does. But it's in the book. It sounds good. It's in the book. <laughs> we, we covered it in the last episode. If listeners are really interested in finding out, listen to that whole hour. Yes, all of it. <laughs> Just the- now, um, so it means that I have an edge when dealing with complex systems and codes. If I roll an, an enigmas roll to decipher some kind of code, I can add dice equal to my science skill to the roll, which is awesome because my enigma is, is already three. Mm. Uh, so I can essentially roll a seven die skill roll, and that's before adding the attribute. Nice. Um, so if I'm trying to figure out a puzzle, I'm probably going to do very well. Yeah. Um, and then as far as attributes go, most of my stuff is in resilience. It's kind of where I started, but I've also got a shit ton of dots and intellect. Uh, so I've got five int, two cunning, four resolve, one might, three dex, three stamina. I put, I put my extra dot earlier in, in dex because I have an aim weapon. So it kind of made sense to me. Uh, and then I have one dot in presence, three manipulation and four in composure. So I am very composed and resolute. Excellent. Uh, so my attributes, uh, clearly mental arena is the lowest. I'm no uh, dunderhead, but I have two in intellect, three in cunning, two in resolve. Uh, I put my extra dot in cunning. Uh, I have got uh, a preponderance, I think is the word. No, no, no. Uh, predisposition, why not? Uh, toward the physical activities. I've got four in might, three in dex, four mm-hmm. in stamina. And uh, then social, uh, I'm not great across the board by any means, two composure, two manipulation, but I've got five in presence. Uh, my favoured approach is force. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. All my facet stuff is in reflective. I've got three inspiration because we've all got three inspiration to start with. Uh, we we went over our edges and gifts this episode, so I'm not going to go over all those again, obviously, sure. in our path contacts. I will say, however, that I have defined my flux gun. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, because I gave myself a flux weapon, uh, which was really fun to write because when I was writing those, I was specifically, uh, obviously, thinking about the gun from Control that shapeshifts. Oh, okay. Um, so you can actually put different tags on it and let it shapeshift, essentially, <laughs> um, to do different things. Like, if you have the piercing tag and the deadly tag but like also the stun tag you can shift what kind of gun it is so because i'm a nerd uh i have given it the stun and deadly tags as well as silent and variable ammo so i can add a couple different kinds of ammo if i want to and that also informed my last aspiration i had never mentioned which which is now set phasers to stun ah perfect because I think that's something that I can do very quickly in a scene. Um, and I think that my character would, you know, she doesn't want to kill things if she can help it because she wants to experiment on them. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So setting phasers to stun uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. My other short term aspiration was solve it with science. And my long term aspiration is still figure out the original flux, which would be like a campaign long aspiration. Um, but, you know, it's a good drive for the character. Yeah, Absolutely. And Matthew, do you have any gear? Do you have like uh, any armor or weapons or anything? Uh, so I didn't actually note down any gear. I will be honest. Uh, I imagine. 
I don't know. I feel it would be stereotypical to be have a lasso. Uh, well, yeah, or or <laughs> even a revolver or something like that. But I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, actually shooting people would probably be my last resort. You probably uh, have like a standard issue pistol that you're. Yeah like can use but that doesn't mean you do use yeah yeah uh and clearly i'm going to have some kind of souped up car uh as well as my trusty steed i i imagine i'm not going to be bringing my horse out on missions because it's a valuable piece of machinery uh slightly more so than the cars that probably cost more uh but but the horse has more meaning to me Uh, i need to get come up with a name for the horse yes i was gonna ask what's your horse's name Uh, let's call the horse cash because we've spoken about johnny cash and i think it's a good name for a horse yeah yeah i like it i like it i like it um better than something plebeian like dancer star or something like that yeah uh, well, well, as a, I don't, I, I guess, uh, I, I, you're probably going to see a massive range of horse names at the rodeo. Uh, some are oh, yeah. going to be very uh, racetrack like. Uh, yeah. Where you go, um, what would it be? Something like Halley's Comet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why so, I went for that, but Halley's Comet. Yes, <laughs> I think that Cash's full name is like. Cash Johnny money, kaching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things, like if I'm ever at like a bar or even at, like an airport or something, and they have some kind of horse racing on on TV, it's just looking at the names of the horses because mm-hmm. all the like most horses that compete in horse racing have these ridiculous like pedigree names, you know, yeah. that are like Lord Atherton the Thirds Blaze White. Star Rocket. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it's an exalted character. I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> but no, I love these characters. I can see them working really well together. I could even see space if we ever, like, you know, played this game or we do it at, like, Onyx Path, kind of like we talked about mm. and expanded it, like, bringing Eddie in because there's definitely other roles that would be fun to add to this. Like, I can see Eddie playing the, like, you know, actual military person or something. <laughs> Who's like, come on, you guys, get your shit together. He's constantly pinching the bridge of his nose and, oh, God, not another mission with these two. (laughs) (laughs) So I I couldn't help myself and I looked up famous racehorse names. Yes. And some of them are uh, Man of War. Oh, yeah, of course. Everyone knows Man of War. Red Rum. Yes. Seabiscuit. I mean, there was a movie. Secretariat, also a movie. Uh, Justify. Spectacular bid. I, I love spectacular bid. Black caviar. Black caviar. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah. Sunday silence. War admiral. Ooh. Smarty Jones. Lost in the fog. Oh, I like that. I like that too. I think mm. that my favorite one that I'm looking at because I've also looked this up is Brigadier Gerard. Nice. I also like Cornishman 5 or V. Not sure which one it is. Yeah. Ruffian. Well, these can all be my rival sources. Although, if we did a mission of whatever happened to Red Rum, the famous abducted horse, (laughs) uh, that... that, uh, (laughs) I'm sure that would appeal to me. I imagine Red Rum is dead now, regardless of where he ended up. I I don't... How long ago was that? A long time. 
Um, at least 30 years. At least. That's so funny. Uh, it wasn't at the time, I'm sure. Poor Red Rum. Oh, yeah. Mm. Either way, we should probably wrap up. Although yeah. I do want you all to know that there was a horse that uh, came fifth in the Melbourne Cup at one point, whose name was May the Horse Be With You. I feel like I should appreciate that more than I do. Uh, <laughs> That's okay if you don't appreciate it that much. I thought it was great. It's hilarious. I like May the Horse Be With You. I remember when there was a horse called Hoof Hearted. Yes, Hoof Hearted. Yes, that, that's the famous one. It looks like uh, Red Rum died in 1995. Is assumed, I guess, because, yeah, they never found him. I think it was... No, I'm thinking of Shergar. Shergar was yeah. the kidnapped horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Red mm. Rum, they, they knew Shergar. Yeah. I had forgotten about Shergar. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been... There's been a lot a more horse crime. talk than I expected, but I, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. It's been a trip. It's been a trip. Okay, so I need to do the outro stuff, right? So, uh... It, it, oh, man, I just blanked. Matthew. Her name's Dixie. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Your name's not Dixie. You, I was going to call you Eddie. Uh, Matthew. <laughs> well, I mean, Eddie's wishful, British now, too, so, you know. Wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, uh, and they can find me on Twitter at DawkinsMP, and they can contact me through MatthewDawkins.com. All right. Uh, and Dixie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Onyx Path Discord, hanging out in the Onyx Pathcast channel usually, and also most of the other channels because, you know, it's our Discord. Uh, and you can find me most everywhere at Dixie Cyanide. Also, please, 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 please check out the Trinity Continuum Player's Guide Backer Kit Crowdfunding Program uh, because it is going well. We funded very quickly, but there are so many cool options in this book. And if there's one thing I know that I always enjoy and that a lot of the fans seem to enjoy, is just getting a bunch more cool options for their characters. Like yeah. I know a lot of exalted fans are, are excited for the uh, supplement to essence that we crowdfunded because it's got so many more charms and martial arts in it and artifacts mm -hmm. and all kinds of cool things. And then, um, I, I I'm a big changeling, the lost fan. I know that Kith and Kin was so much fun to come out because it had all these new Kiths in it that some of them had been published before, some of them hadn't. So with this coming out, it's kind of the same situation. There's a shit ton of new gifts and cool powers and equipment and some allegiances you haven't seen before and just so many things that you can do to play with your Trinity game and really like stretch the genres it can cover, yeah. uh, which I, I truly appreciate because I love the fact that we have made this game that I know it seems really broad, but it really can cover you know, pretty much any kind of modern day setting. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I, I think it's super cool. Cool. All right. And uh, you can find me on the Onyx Pathcast, sorry, channel in the Discord and also mm -hmm. just in other places in the Discord. Sometimes I pop up in the Trinity channels. And you can also find me at daniellozon.com. Uh, and as always... Uh, one world mini <laughs> horse paths. <laughs> one dimension mini That's horse paths. That's it, you're paths. done in this town. <laughs> one world, uh, no, mini worlds. That's it. <laughs> God, I've lost it. <laughs>
Mini Honey Worlds, Worlds One, one Path Cast. Congratulations.